Mirichani, Ishinaliandi Nine Kendra, Ine Muina America, Lelo Ndeikala Muzambia Muchpembi, Ndelanda Chibemba, Eliona Muleumfua Pa the Fluent Show. Welcome to the Fluent Show, a podcast all about loving, living, and learning languages. Hello, Fluent Fam. Hello, 2020. Whoop, 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 whoop. It's 2020. It's 2020. 2020 vision. Here we go. <laughs> My name is Kirsten Cable from fluentlanguage.co.uk, and I am here to tell you about anything and everything interesting from the world of learning another language. And as you just heard, you have met me just as I am coming back from the Christmas slash holiday season 2019-2020 and in today's episode we're still going to be taking it a little bit easier and I want to talk to you about my language learning goals and where I am at with my personal language adventure. So it's not a listener question, not an interview, it's just you and I sitting down perhaps with a cup of tea and I want to tell you where I'm at with my different languages because I think it'll be interesting to share. This has been a very useful exercise for me over many months. I've kind of been thinking uh, what you know what's missing what what can I do what do I actually want out of my own language learning routines and as with so many people it's not I don't think it's necessarily the new year but it's just this opportunity to to have a break, you know, to not go to work, not put things out. The podcast has had a break, as you know. You kind of, you know, we get this chance to relax. So today we're still fairly relaxed. It's going to be a quick episode and I want to talk you through it. Before that, usually at this point we'd have a sponsor message, but I've decided to hijack the sponsor slot and tell you what I have been up to because over the Christmas, over the holiday break, I have been working away I just had this burst of creativity and worked really hard on a new online course that I got finished just in time for the new year it's called your solid vocab memory and it is a little online course to help you get better at learning and remembering vocabulary in the course I take you through my three-step system that is grow memorize and review and give you tips for each stage of the process and we're also going to be talking about goals addressing mindsets the kind of things that trip you up and give you a chance to really celebrate your positive moments if you are normally forgetful or if you think you know, Anki and flashcards are the only way that you could possibly memorize a lot of vocab. This is going to be a wonderful, helpful course for you. Do check it out. It is brand new and I've just run a flash sale. So that's just finished as this podcast comes out. But there is a bundle and I wanted to offer it to you as podcast listeners on a special deal. So this bundle is called Kick Off 2020 in Style and it combines... Your Solid Vocab Memory, the brand new course to help you get better at vocab with the Language Habit Toolkit. And that is my tried and tested super solid system worksheets that will get you straight away interacting, planning out and really setting your own goals for your language learning routine. So if you want to take language learning seriously and you want to get ready for 2020, 
then have a look at the Kick Off 2020 in style bundle. There's a 20% coupon code using the coupon code Fluent Show. Just enter that at checkout and you'll get a 20% discount. So I'm looking forward to sharing this course with you. Now, I'm going to be working from paper notes in this um, in this podcast because I sat down to think things through for myself and it took me a while. And sometimes writing longhand, as people call it, is more helpful. You know, sometimes it helps you think. So we'll start with where I am at in December 2019 because I sat down, I think, on the 30th or 31st to start really talking about this. I have been through December and November as well. There's been Black Friday, there's been the German retreat, there's been a lot going on and I've been very busy working and haven't actually been giving myself a lot of spare learning time. So overall, I feel like October was a nice active month where I really got things done. There was the italki challenge that I took lots of lectures in, lessons in, and I took lessons in Chinese. I took lessons in Welsh, discovered a cool new Welsh tutor, discovered my personal preference for how I like to work in Chinese at the moment. I discussed that with Lindsay in a previous episode. So it's all about just going in and doing as much conversation as I can, even though I can't do much at all. And I'm using Google Translate as a tool to kind of get me through it. I found a teacher who is totally patient and like me, just wants to have a chat. So we bungle our way through the chat and I learn a lot in the process. So that's been, that's been really great. That was October, but like I said, November and then December were, were crazy and were exhausting. So I haven't had the spare learning capacity and I want to, it, it was time for a review. It was really time to think through it. I want to tell you more about the languages that I did have most contact with during the last year. There was obviously Mandarin Chinese. For a good part of the year, that was my study language. And I feel like, I feel like I've covered most of the basics, but I'm I'm untethered. I haven't had that guiding resource. I've not been following one clear guide. And that's funny because that's one of my core pieces of advice that I give people is have one guiding resource and follow it. I've been using Lingo Dear app as that. But to be honest, I quite like to have a paper resource here. So I'm working with Asimil's Chinese Falls Beginners Workbook that is not so explanation heavy and it goes straight into the exercises. And if it's a topic that you already know, you just get to practice. So this is excellent and I would recommend it. I'll put that in the show notes, Chinese Workbook uh, for Falls Beginners uh, by Asimil. But there was something, I think there was a little bit of guidance missing. So that is something I'm going to tell you how I'm addressing it later. I do enjoy Chinese, but I do need to revisit my motivation because overall, and I'm not the only language learner who has come across this. And again, Lindsay and I have discussed it in the past. Mandarin Chinese is hard in the sense that it's it takes a while, I feel, to really establish those basics that make you feel like you've got, you're standing on solid ground and you can now start using the language or playing with the language. And I, like I said, I kind of skipped that and just used the language anyway. But Mandarin Chinese is slower to learn than, for example, Welsh has been for me, slower than, to learn than, you know, most of the languages I've been starting in the last few years. And that has affected my motivation because I haven't had that feeling of progress and reward that, that normally keeps you going. So that's Mandarin Chinese. There is also French. And in French, I 
don't actively study, but I regularly check in with myself. And I because I have B2, C1 level French usually going. So I always want to check that I can still drop into at least a B-level conversation. As we know, producing languages is harder when you're out of practice and to understand. And I've been listening to the podcast Dr. La Mort, which is Dr. Death. So it's a wandry sort of a true crime documentary style podcast. I've been listening to that because they published versions in four different languages and one of the languages was French. And I can, I'm, I've been really, really pleased because I can really understand French and just drop into it at any time. I could do with more conversation practice, but with French, what matters most to me is that I can still do it. And it's it's less of a frustration to me if if not, if if things don't work perfectly because I've been I've been learning French since I was 13 years old and now I'm 36 years old so you can imagine you know French has been with me for a long time and I'm not going to give up and I'm not going to stop but I always want to maintain that ability so that's an example of a maintenance mode language and then finally another language that is I would say maybe entering this maintenance mode but at the same time much, much newer in my life is my beloved Welsh. I've been learning Welsh. I'm coming up to five years this year, but it's about four and a half years. I love Welsh. I understand and speak now, I would say, quite fluently, similar to how I speak French, really. So there's no way I can have a conversation without, you know, stopping and, and I'm nowhere near native level, but entirely functional. And I can just switch the radio on and, and listen to Welsh conversations and I'll always know what they're talking about. So I'm not studying Welsh and I need to keep up the practice. 2020 for me is another year where I'm learning and I do want to go to Wales to practice. And it's definitely still in the in the plan, Welsh. And I can't tell you why in particular, but with some languages, you know, you just fall in love. And that has been one of those for me. Whereas Chinese, I haven't fallen in love in the same way. And there is absolutely nothing that that says about, if, if you've ever experienced this, there's nothing that this says about your ability to learn a language. But it's just something that, that happens. And sometimes you can, you know, stick with it and you can generate a lot of your own affinity and really, you know, develop kind of this companionable relationship with a language. I'm really talking like as if it's a boyfriend. <laughs> you know, you can, you can be good friends for life. I feel like that's me in French. But sometimes you just, you know, you are just in love with Welsh. And luckily, Welsh most of the time loves me back a little bit. So there are loads of languages I'd love to enjoy or dabble in as well. Learn more about experience. This year I have dabbled in the British Sign Language, and that's been a great one. So this year has been incredibly busy. Well, 2019, as I am recording this, just at the start of 2020, especially in the second half, my language has got wedged in. Because I work in languages, it's easy for me to justify saying and just staying in touch with those languages, but that doesn't mean the motivation is always there. And to me, in the next year, it's important that I continue to find joy in learning languages and I find that the joy is the single most important factor that affects my motivation. Now I want to go a little bit more deeply into Chinese and the question I have here is what did I come to Chinese for? Because at the start of this year I have been looking at Chinese as a should I 
break up <laughs> type of for keeping the boyfriend uh, terminology should we break up is this is this done has this run its course and when you are thinking about giving up a language the question that i have found most useful this worked for me with russian perfectly and it is such a positive spin on it is what did you come for what did i come to chinese for And when I think back, the reason I started playing with Chinese is really two reasons. Number one is I wanted a dabble and I wanted an experience with an Asian language. Before that, I had been mostly Eurocentric in all my language learning. And I didn't want to create a situation where in the back of my mind, I actually think I can't do it. Like I can only learn languages that have got a Latin script or come from Latin or Indo-European roots. I was like... No, I can do, I, I'm sure I can do more, but I want to prove to myself that I can do more. So that's where I came from. It was, it was curiosity. And I wanted to understand more of what people say, because I regularly hear Chinese in the streets spoken around me. I live in a student town. So there's lots of Chinese speakers. It's, it's easy for me to access this language, of course, because it's one of the, the biggest languages in the world. Now, what did I get? That's the next question, really. So what did I come for? Next one is, what did I get? What have I got so far out of Chinese? And I've got a few things. First of all, confidence that I can learn anything. Then also this awareness of how the Chinese language really works, you know, the insight into into a whole different system. I now... I now understand what people mean when they talk about the tones of the Chinese language, when they talk about counting words, number words. And the next time somebody says to me, oh, Chinese grammar is so easy because you never have to conjugate a verb. I now have factual evidence that Chinese grammar might be easy in that context, but has about 12,000 other things that <laughs> to me make things make things difficult. There's a lot of other parts of Chinese that, you know, that will challenge you in different ways. So I've been challenged in those ways. And that's been really great for me. In terms of testing, in terms of results, you know, if paper results really are what, what we're interested in, I am testing as a middle beginner. I definitely have some basic vocab in Chinese. I can have very basic exchanges and I have some understanding of characters. It's just more like, you know, I really get how the system works and, and, and get structure. For me, that's always important with languages but I haven't learned thousands of vocab words. I can't have full conversations, but I would say I'm a good beginner and my curiosity has been fulfilled and my vocab is decent. Now, what do I enjoy about Chinese? So we've talked about what did I come for? What did I get? Next question, what do I enjoy? What's giving me joy right now? Skype conversations, the, like I described earlier, I do enjoy those. Even if they're chaotic, they still make me feel accomplished. And that is a great, great feeling and very important for most language learners. I enjoy using Lingodeer. I really find the, this app and the way that it sets up its curricula and the way that it sets up its, its little lessons, that, that works for me. The Duolingo course for Mandarin Chinese, I have tried it. it it's, it's not been what I come, what I come for. Uh, it's it's very good in different ways, but n not quite. Somehow, I, it does it just didn't gel with me. And the thing I really enjoy is recognizing words, and this feeling that I I'm remembering words. But like so many of us, when you're at that level where you can't really speak and have that human interaction easily yet, it's 
it's a it's a slog. It feels like a slog. And I'm in there and I'm sure you've you know what I'm talking about. Last question, what don't I enjoy? Is there anything beyond the fact that it's effort that I don't enjoy? And I have a few points here. I um making slower progress because many words aren't as sticky in the way that I usually learn. Usually I learn based on sounds. I enjoy it when a word is longer. I enjoy it when a word has, you know, a rhythm by itself. And in Chinese, I can't apply that in the same way because of the tones and because the words are sort of made up of syllables. Um, all the characters, this is a question I have for you Chinese learners or Chinese experts in, in my audience. Please let me know. Uh, I am at the Fluent Show on Twitter. Is it because I'm left-handed that it seems like writing Chinese characters, when I see how you're supposed to do the strokes, they all go the wrong way. Is Chinese a right-handed writing system and right-handed matters? Do I have to learn that as well? So that's just a question. <laughs> and just overall, so there's nothing really I don't enjoy beyond the fact that it's slow and I'm in that slog phase for longer than I would be. But that is a standard phase and I'm not... It's not making me feel like I should never I should not try. Now, is the love there? We talked about that earlier. Not really. But I know from my experience with French, for example, that this doesn't mean I need to stop. In fact, often this very moment is where something does fall into place. If I just stick with it for a little bit longer, maybe it'll all fall into place. And, and I'm eager to find that out. I can see how persisting here would just get me over that hump, give me some genuine skills so I can trust it's not all going to fall out of my head. And it's things actually will go into my long term memory. So here is where I want to tell you my 2020 language plan and kind of what I am going ahead with at the moment. I'm kind of recording this podcast as a stand in for my monthly clear the list post. So I'll also put this on my blog put some notes with it but because I hand wrote all of this it's it's different from the usual clear the list my 2020 language plan step number one in Chinese the vision the, the word that guides me the vision is persisting until March really I want to keep Chinese as my study focus language and concentrate on interaction that means I'm going to reduce the focus on any kind of characters and on the Chinese writing system. I'm going to continue my online lessons or perhaps get some local ones because interaction matters to me and it's where I get my feeling of reward. I am going to continue working with this little Asimil here. And I'm also going to add the Teach Yourself Chinese course, which I have recently found at a super bargain price. So I'm going to try that out as well. And from what I've seen, the Chinese course doesn't have any characters in, so it might fit me perfectly right now. The goal is to get to a stage where interactions have some level of ease, which may just involve role playing. You know, I don't I don't intend to have conversations where I talk about every single thing that's happened and, you know, where I'm absolutely confident on every topic. That's not the level we're at right now. In the A-levels, I feel like even a role play that I can deliver with confidence where maybe we can riff a little bit would be fantastic. So ease of interaction is is my vision, is my, my, my feeling. And I think if I can get there, from my experience, I have learned that if I can get there, 
that means I'm hitting that point where a language in its basics is starting to 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 get into that long-term memory where which also means when I stop which I probably will let's face it I'm not you know there are too many other languages out there there will be a time where I'm not actively learning Chinese I'm not going to lose all of it that is my feeling and that is where I'm at with Chinese so that's my focus language for the first few months with Welsh I love it I want to keep going of course I do and luckily I, I have got that solid base in Welsh so I'm going to go to Wales I'm going to book more lessons with the new tutor who I found Jack if you have been to the polyglot conference I believe you saw Jack in a video lecture because he talked about the Welsh language so I'll book more classes with him he's available on italki put that in the show notes as well and I want to discuss a particular song. So kind of going to go into poetic language and more of a cultural context, perhaps. There is a song called Mavanwi, which is very popular in Wales. And I heard a version of it today, again, going to put it in the show notes, that is so beautiful, so beautiful. It just stopped me in my tracks and it made me want to find out more, want to discuss this song. And overall, just have more conversations. I've got loads of practice partners. Most of my Welsh practice partners are all guys. So if you are a female and you want to practice Welsh with me, perhaps in an exchange with German or French, I'm here for it. There is no goal really with Welsh that I have except to continue. Regular speaking time. And the only other part that I need to think about is the Welsh Instagram that I created which was very helpful I enjoyed it but I've not been using it as much because I have been resisting social media in general and that is something I'm going to look at over the new year I wonder if I could journal in different ways so you know that's that's sort of on my mind now in the Later, I'm saying later, I mean March, April onwards. I'm moving house in March, so expect a break, really. Um, my curiosity and heart are drawn to lots of other languages, and I want to make space for them. So this is why I said before, Chinese won't be my number one boo forever. The languages I'm most drawn to at the moment are definitely BSL, the, the British Sign Language. And sign languages have just started fascinating me over the last year. Then secondly, Italian slash Spanish. I wonder if I can sort of double attack them. They're both languages I have studied in the past. My conversational level in Spanish is sort of existent, late A1 medium rubbishness. But I can, you know, if, if you dropped me in, in a Spanish-speaking country, I wouldn't freak out straight away. I could probably manage. And Italian is a language that I studied as a teenager. So that's... Oh my God, it's like, oh, oh, I don't want to say how many years ago, many, let's just say it's another 20 plus year ago sort of language experience. And I, I feel like it's a shame that I have this six fragments of Italian because when I studied it, I loved it. The pronunciation of Italian just is so satisfying just like Welsh. It just makes me so happy. So I've been meaning to go back. I've been saying I want to go back to Italian for years and kind of feel like 
maybe it's time. So that could be an intensive project because I do have basics there. And obviously, as a French speaker who's also done Latin in the past, it's not going to take me as much. So these are my my thoughts. And then in the kind of larger context, I'm also like, I've got a few... I've got a few languages I'm, I don't know, maybe exchanging flirty looks with over the bar. Um, and they're Polish and Swahili. So that's all told. And the the key here, really, if you've been listening and you, you know, this this is interesting to you because you're also planning out your year in languages. and You're, you're also a bit obsessed like I am. Uh, remember that these are personal choices. So the the reason I might continue a language or not continue a language, it, it'll be very interesting, but it, it doesn't have to reflect on anybody else's choice. And for me, as somebody who does this publicly, it's it's also important to remember this, really, and to remember that I'm here to, you know, to share, certainly, and hopefully to motivate you by, by doing this. But ultimately... I'm doing this because I love it and I want to continue loving it. Otherwise, it won't be, why, otherwise, why do it? You know, we, we learn languages either for the utility or because we love it. But my, my vision, my dream is that even for those of us who are starting for the utility, we do find the love in there. And that is what's important to me. Well, this has been my 2020 language plan episode and next week we, we're sort of continuing the start the year review the last year theme because I will be speaking to Shannon Kennedy from Eurolinguist who is here to review her year together with me. Don't forget that you can get a 20% discount using a coupon code FLUENTSHOW on the new kick off 2020 in style bundle that includes the language habit toolkit and your solid vocab memory two online courses to help you get set up and start the new year with systems that'll make everything easier and make you know make your life your language learning life easier hopefully and learn from all the experience that I have gained and the things that I've studied as well that is in the show notes all of the different links and the different materials I'm using are in the show notes. I'd love to hear what you are planning for 2020. Thank you so much for listening to The Fluent Show. You can get in touch with me through Twitter. I am at The Fluent Show and on Instagram, just use hashtag The Fluent Show or say hello to me. I am Kirsten underscore Fluent or as always, you can also write an email to hello at fluentlanguage.co.uk and by the way, number one, we've got a Patreon and number two, I'm running out of listener intros. So if you want to hear your voice on The Fluent Show and you haven't done so yet, please record yourself saying your name, where you're from, which language you're speaking and the words you're listening to The Fluent Show in any language of your choice and then send that audio file off to hello at fluentlanguage.co.uk. I hope it's going to be a brilliant year, a brilliant decade. See you next week. Bye.